Spidey being here with us. Weirder, he reminds me of somebody. Uh-uh, not nice for superheroes to talk about other superheroes behind their backs. Iceman, <clears throat> Firestar. You know? Come on, we've got some talking to do. Okay? Okay. Iceman!
everyone. We are continuing our Marvel in May with a watch-along of not one, but two episodes of Spider-Man and his amazing friends. I am Matthew Burris here on Enter the Batcave, and I'm recording this actually as of right now um, of this recording. It's 8.09, about to be 8.10. Um, I had some stuff to do, but... Uh, you know, but don't worry, you know, I mean, I know I'll, you know, I'll probably be um, airing these like a little late, you know, because now I'm part of a uh, group, I'm part of a writing group now where, um, you know, I'm actually working on my Batman script, but nonetheless, you'll still get a good quality show. All I ask is patience. Patience, little sister. <laughs> and so we are on for today's show and the first episode of spider-man and his amazing friends we're gonna watch is a personal favorite of mine's a firestar is born this talks about the origins of firestar herself and little known fact, Firestar was created specifically for the series. Um, she would join the comics in May of 1985 in issue number 193 of The Uncanny X-Men. So there's a little comic book trivia for you right there. And also, the voice of Spider-Man is Daniel Gilvezan. And the voice of Firestar, Kathy Garver. And the voice of Iceman, the legendary Frank Welker. Yep, Frank Welker. A voice animation uh, legend. And I'm going to let you guys uh, get set up here a bit. I'll talk a little bit more about some more facts here. Uh, the series was created in 1981 and lasted until 1983. It aired on NBC for a Saturday morning. Yep, back in the days of Saturday morning cartoons. In the second season, the show aired along with the Incredible Hulk animated series and was called The Incredible... Oh, got a notification. And it was called The Incredible Hulk and the Amazing Spider-Man. In the third season, it was changed to The Amazing Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk. And also, the Amazing Friends series aired the same year as the other Spider-Man series, where Ted Schwartz was the voice of Spider-Man. That was the one where the um, the theme song was, which is also available on Disney Plus. And those are some of the facts right now. And now we're going to get right into it. Countdown starts in 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Alright, so we open it right here with the Marvel Comics Animation Presents. And, of course, Spider-Man 
was the franchise, so thus you saw his face on the logo. And actually his face appeared on almost every comic in the 70s, uh, even when it wasn't his. And there we see Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Iceman, Firestar. And this episode, as I mentioned, I um, is a personal favorite of mine because I actually got this... Um, yeah, I actually got this video uh, when I was a kid, you know, back when they would have, like, Spider-Man um, video cassettes of the old cartoons, and this one I watched a lot. And then later on, I would watch the reruns on um, UPN Kids on Sunday morning. And we see Doctor Doom and Spider-Man and his amazing friends. A fire star is born. Yep, just like a star is born. And we cut right here at the house of Aunt May. And we see Angelica right there working on a school paper. Yep. Angelica Sorry, yeah, Angelica Jones. And of course, uh, they're going there in a rush. And we see the changing there of the rooms. And I'm going to get into more of that in the next episode that we'll do a watch along for. As you see. Firestar and Iceman leaving. And then next, we see Spider-Man going after these two robbers. Oh, and he catches them. And he catches them, and there we see Firestar and Iceman. And he says, I hate the web and run. And there, Iceman and Firestar tell him that he's going to a X-Men reunion. And of course, uh, these guys are former X-Men. And, of course, the voice of, as I mentioned, of Iceman is Frank Weller, who would be most famous for voicing the character Fred in the Scooby-Doo cartoon series. There we see the tower get knocked over. And then we see Juggernaut. Yep, Juggernaut, and of course uh, he's voiced by William Marshall. Uh, he's best known as Blackula in the films Black Blackula and Blackula Screams. He would also go on to play the King of Cartoons on Pee Wee's Playhouse, which was another show I used to watch as a kid, and so did my cousins. And he also played Dr. Richard 
Daystrom on the Star Trek TV series. Yeah, the original Star Trek series. There you see Spider-Man now. Trying to use a beam. Nope. And Juggernaut just bolts that up like a little ball. And Juggernaut says he wants to destroy his stepbrother, Xavier. Yep, Juggernaut uh, in the TV series and the comics um, of the X-Men, you know, he was Professor Xavier's half-brother. And then we see right there the origin of uh, Juggernaut there. Spider-Man, of course, tries to get away because he knows he can't uh, fight him head-on. And Spider-Man, we see him lifting up a truck, a, a cement truck. And just melts it away. <laughs> yep. Spidey is, is in for a big one. And then, of course, Juggernaut knocks down the building. Spider-Man falls, and we'll have to presume that Spider-Man is badly hurt or dead. But, of course, it's Saturday morning cartoons, and uh, we all know that the heroes never die on a Saturday morning. And then we got to... Uh, Professor X's school, and we see Angel, and we see Storm, and Storm is also voiced by Kathy Garver as well, and Stanley Jones is the voice of Professor X, and he would also go on to be, and he was also the voice of Cyclops, and in a future episode, he would be the voice of Nightcrawler. Yeah, that was another episode that featured the X-Men. And William Calloway is the voice of Angel. And he is most famous for his role as Aquaman on the Super Friends. So there's a little connection there between DC and Marvel. And we see Wolverine there. <laughs> and he's actually voiced by an Australian there. A real Australian accent. And then we see uh, Angelica talking about her origins. And, of course, we see a younger Angelica. And she, here she is melting the snowman. Oh, gets a snow's, snowball thrown at her. And, and, of course, uh, Kathy Garver, she started out as a child actress on Family Affairs as Sissy Davis. And before that, she would play Cicely B. DeMille in the movie The Ten Commandments, which is actually a favorite of my uh, my mom. She, like, she watches that on 
every um, every Easter. She watches that movie. Um, and of course, she would later on go on to be the voice of Miss Marvel in an episode of Spider-Man, the animated series. Yeah. And the kids tease Angelica after the, the dollhouse melts. And here, she seems to discover more her power and more how to own her power there. And, of course, um, let's see, I'm looking at more of the facts here. Uh, interesting fact, uh, Frank Weller and Daniel uh, would go on to also work with each other on the 1984 Transformers series. Uh, Frank Welker would go on to do the voice of Soundwave, and Daniel would go on to be the voice of Bumblebee. And of course, uh, the Transformers is actually um, a favorite of my brother, Wayne. Shout out to my brother, Wayne, by the way. Yeah, he uh, loved the Transformers uh, cartoon series. And there we see uh, Angelica, you know, getting some new friends by using her powers to make fire there in the Girl Scouts. And then we see a teenage Angelica. And Kathy actually does the voice of Bonnie here, you know, grown up Bonnie. And she just spills another punch on her. And then, of course, her anger leads to her being hot. And then the shout, the sprinklers start going there. Hmm. Uh, some bullies never grow up. And, of course, we see Bonnie now confronting Angelica right there on the streets. And she throws Angelica's book reports up. And then she discovers her flying ability. <laughs> yep. And then, she, of course, we see her arriving the class late. And then we see her now walking down the streets. And she goes to meet her dad at, at the job, construction site. And then the steel beam, just coincidentally, starts to fall down. Oh, being held there.
Yep, and he's hanging on by a thread there. And then we go to a commercial break, and it's right back to the wonders of uh, the Disney Plus. And of course, Angelica now, she goes into one of the workmen's uh, uniforms in disguise. Uses her powers to fly up to rescue her father. up the beam starts to fall down and then she uses all her strength to pull him up hmm. and there she goes flying off and then she comes right back <laughs> yeah the old superman thing And also uh, some more facts here. Iceman and Angel are the original X-Men members. Um, they first appeared in issue number one in September of 1963 of the X-Men. And the Iceman character uh, appeared in Cold Comfort, Sanctuary, Part 1, and Xavier's uh, Memories on X-Men the Animated Series uh, in the 90s. And of course, uh, he wasn't. Of course, in the um, the Cold Comfort episode, uh, he was used fully in there, and but in the other uh, episodes, so there were more of um, cameo appearances. And there we see the dean um, trusting Angelica, you know, with the key to lock the door. And then Bonnie, of course, is using a setup now, having the having the kid, um, you know, talk with Angelica, you know, trying to get her to ask her out. <laughs> and of course, that's used as a distraction. And Bonnie, of course, sneaks into the dean's office and takes the key. And now she, they plan to steal the trophy cup. And of course the Dean um, leaves and she tells the principal the truth and, um, and of course Davy takes, says a lie. And the Dean of course uh, suspends Angelica. And of course, she goes running to her father. And of course, her father tells him, you know, you know, to go and find the real culprit, the real thief. And also, uh, uh, Firestar, she would actually go on to appear in an episode of um of Wolverine and the X-Men too. Uh she appeared in the episode Future 
Yeah, Future X. And, uh... Yeah, and you can catch uh, Firestar in there as well. And then we see the Gold Cup there with Bonnie. And they're planning to... You know, to really stick it to Jessica here. And, of course, Jessica makes the Firestar costume. And we go right into the football game. There's the cup. You see Firestar flying around. And she announces that she's Firestar. She goes right after Bonnie, catches her, and then, of course, confesses right there on a loudspeaker that she stole the cup. And she falls right into the mud, exactly what she deserves. then, of course, you see the boyfriend now with the cup. Now they're both in the mud. And, of course, he sells her out. And they both get expelled. And Firestar leaves. Now, nowhere, it's Angelica. Of course, she gets an apology, and she's she can go back to school. There she is on the football field by herself, and that's where, for the first time, she meets Iceman. And of course, uh, she starts to think at first that he's the enemy. And then out of nowhere comes the angel. And he tells her, like, you know, we're the good guys here. And then we see Cyclops. And they go to uh, Recruiter as a member of the X-Men. And, of course... Um, Stan Lee, he would also go on to do the narrations for the episodes. We don't hear the narrations here, but uh, in later episodes. And there we see Spider-Man trapped on the rocks. And Spider-Man goes right down into the subway. Sees the train coming. Goes up. And ironically, we see a passenger reading the Daily Bugle, and we see Spider-Man there waving. And we go right back to the, to the flashback where uh, Angelica is using her powers as Firestar in the Danger Room. Yep, the uh, famous Danger Room. And then we see a cameo appearance by Magneto. 
And also the Sentinel. Right there. And then, you know, Angelica goes in to tell him how Professor X sent her to college, and then we see Juggernaut once again. To, I like the way Cyclops just said Juggernaut there. He goes, Juggernaut! And there we see Wolverine. And the X-Men are going to start to throw everything at him, and he's going to just keep going. And as I mentioned before, um, in a, you know, on a previous um, ep episode, I talked about it in the um, X-Men watch-along, is that, um, you know, there was a X-Men uh, cartoon series that was made for back in the day, back in the 80s, and... The uh, pilot, you know, it had, um, you know, it had Wolverine, and of course, it had a Wolverine with an Australian accent. It was called, uh, you know, Pride of the X Men, and you can find it on YouTube and and also on um, on DVDs of, um, you know, the X Men uh, Marvel DVDs and stuff and what have you, and. You know, and this was pretty much a prototype for the for the X Men cartoon series, and unfortunately, um, this would not happen, and we would not get an X Men series until um, until the nineteen nineties. And there we see they're still trying to stop Juggernaut. Here comes Wolverine. Ooh. And he gets thrown up into the air. Looks like he's about to land back down. Juggernaut gets him and throws him right into the walls. And of course, he's stuck in the wall because of the claws. Firestar tries the ring of fire there. And he just walks through the fire. <laughs> and he's going right after Xavier. And then out of nowhere, it's Spider-Man. And of course, uh, they all start to go for it here. And there's the wall that crumbles. Iceman freezes Juggernaut. And then Spider-Man goes to take off the helmet. Pulls it off. Now Juggernaut is surrounded. And then Professor Xavier uses his telekinetic powers. Uses it to control him, and then, oh! And Juggernaut is out. Hmm. And then we cut to... 
into the living room there where there's a chairs to the X-Men reunion and of course uh, the Spidey friends and they're all drinking bottles it looks like bottles of milk I don't think it's champagne or liquor <laughs> you can't have liquor um, portrayal of liquor on Saturday morning cartoons <laughs> and that's the end of that episode I'll let you guys get ready for the next episode which is the origins of the Spidey Friends. And we're going to start that in the countdown of 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. So once we, again, we see Marvel Comics animation presentation. And then we see Spider-Man crawling around. And of course, uh, this wasn't the first Spider-Man cartoon series. That same year, the other Spider-Man uh, animated series had come out. And this was supposed to be like a continuation of that one. And of course, in the 60s, we all know the infamous uh, Spider-Man series cartoon that came out in 1967. You know, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man. And, of course, since then, we've had many Spider-Man animation series since then. And in this episode, uh, we are looking at how they became the Spider-Friends here. As we see Doctor Doom once again firing away, the Spider-Man and his amazing friends. The origin of the Spider-Friends. And we see, we hear uh, Stan Lee's narration, you know, saying, face front. <laughs> he always says that. Uh, he said that in the cartoons and also on um, in the comics, you know, face front or hang loose. And uh, we're really going to get into the origins now on how they all met and what have you. And, you know, Stanley's uh, narration, you know, hearing Stanley's voice is just incredible. I mean, uh, it's, it's a shame he's passed away. Here we see a couple here. We see a man reading Spider-Man. And then we see Spider-Man posted up on the wall, setting up his cameras to get himself some pictures. Oh, yeah, some good pics there. Yeah, some nice little uh, acrobatic moves. Oh, right there on the face of J. Jonah Jameson, there on that poster. And of course, uh, Jameson tells uh, Spider-Man that I uh, tells Peter Parker that Spider-Man is old news, and that. Uh, you know, now the focus is now on Iceman and Firestar of the X-Men. And, of course, uh, Jameson tells him to go get uh, some pictures of, of those two. 
And uh, Aunt May, by the way, does appear in this episode. So uh, I'll talk about her as uh, we roll merrily along here in this episode. Here we see Spider-Man, oh, sorry, Peter Parker, walking to the science convention. There we see the cute little dog. Yep. And her name is Miss Lion, and there we see Angelica. And Peter, of course, always go, I'm Piper Peeper, Peeper Piper, Peter Piper, Peter Piper, 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 Pop, 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 Pop. And there we see Bobby Drake there. <laughs> yep, you lost out, Peter. Peter Piper, Peter Piper, 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 And then we go right inside to the convention here, you know, looking at all the exhibits. And then we see Tony Stark. Yep, and Tony Stark here, he has that uh, famous computer. And of course, um, Chris, and of course, uh, Tony Stark is also played, ironically, by, well, I'm going back to my notes, here by William Marshall who voiced the uh, Juggernaut in the last episode. And there we see the Beetle. Yep. The Beetle, of course, is a villain in the Marvel Universe. And the Beetle, he first appeared in issue number 123 of Strange Tales in August of 1965, going up against the uh, Human Torch. And he would appear in The Amazing Spider-Man in issue number 21 in January of 1965. And he is voiced by Christopher Collins, who would go on to be the voice of Cobra Commander in G.I. Joe. Cobra! Their uh, favorites of my brother Wayne. And he also, surprisingly, I didn't know this until I did my research, that he was the voice of Mr. Burns and Moe in the first season of The Simpsons. So, wow. Impressive. There you see the Beatles trying to steal with the supercomputer there. Spider-Man catches it. And there we see Tony Stark. And Iceman uses ice powers right there on the beetle. Crashes down. And breaks out. We see the three of them working together for the first time here. Oh, uses his powers. And he flies away. And, of course, uh, Tony Stark says, you make a good team. And, of course, uh, Bobby is uh, <laughs> really reluctant there. And there we see Miss Lion, almost a dead giveaway there for Spidey. Well, of course, the audience knows, but uh, he doesn't know yet. <laughs> and then Iceman 
puts a block of ice there on Spider-Man's shoulder. You know, he goes, huh, you know, why the cold shoulder? Yeah, jealous much, Spidey? <laughs> and Spider-Man, he says, be lucky that you're not a superhero, Mr. Stark. And of course, little does he know that he's actually uh, Iron Man. And those are the pictures there. And then we see Aunt May for the first time here in this episode. Uh, the voice of Aunt May was played by June Foray. And she is best known for playing Granny in the Looney Tunes TV series and movies. Uh, she would also do the voice of Rocky the Flying Squirrel and Natasha and Neil Fenwick on the Rocky and Bullwinkle show. And there we see um, Iceman and Firestar using their uh, powers on Peter Parker there to mess with him, unbeknownst to him. And this is the cool part right here. Bobby goes to shake Peter's hand. Then all of a sudden, he starts getting cold. And then Angelica goes to shake his other hand, and then, and then he's, of course, Peter starts frying here. He thinks he's getting a fever, and yeah, they're both using their powers here to, to, yep, where they're messing with Peter. To. Then there's the bell. Yep, the fire alarm coming right from the science building. And they both awkwardly go, Yeah, we both got to go. Go get some milk. Yeah. Little do they know that they're each other's uh, super. Yeah, they're the superheroes there. You see the, the building there on fire. Everybody's uh, running out of the building. And also, I gotta talk about the uh, the sound effects that are used here on the sh on the show. Um, some of the sound effects were from the series Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, the old school Battlestar Galactica, and Buck Rogers and the Twenty Fifth Century. Yeah, so uh, that's where you'll recognize uh, some of those um, sound effects. As we see uh, Spider-Man there with the fire extinguisher. Bust right through the door. To uses it to take out the fire. And there we see Angelica. Right there in the room. Of course she didn't I don't think she recognized the camera to we see the camera taking a picture of her transforming into Firestar. There we see the Iceman coming in there. We see Iceman trying to take out the fire and assist with Angelica. And Spider-Man, of course, uses his webs to well, try to get the uh, chemicals there. And more curiosity there, as they realize that they both show up at 
here at SU. I mean, ESU, Empire State University, which is not a real college. And Peter Parker, through his pictures, he now sees Angelica transforming into Firestar. And Stanley does a narration, you know, he says, like, oh, he realizes who they are. And then Peter starts to realize, well, what if they were to become a team? But uh, the big question is, is can he uh, trust them? And then we cut to um, Angelica and Bobby walking on campus, and they're talking, and Spider-Man goes in. And, you know, of course, you heard it there in the intro of this episode here. And then they transform into their uh, alter egos. And, you know, Iceman, you know, he was actually one of my favorite uh, X-Men um, at the time when I was a kid, you know, after watching um, the episode of A Firestar is Born, and I remember getting an Iceman um, action figure for uh, for Christmas, and the thing about it is you could freeze him in the, you can put him in the freezer and he'd be cold, so that's what I liked about it the most. As we see, uh, Peter reveals his secret identity. And they agree to be a team. And then, of course, they try to come up with a name. <laughs> and Angelica first suggests the XX-Men. And then Iceman goes, Iceman and his adoring fans. And Spider-Man goes, how about Moe, Larry, and Iceman? And then finally, Angelica comes up with... Uh, the Spidey friends, because Spidey is the most experienced, and they're all friends. And they all agree, and then, Spider friends, go for it! <laughs> yep, that famous saying. And then Angelica and Bobby, they move in with Peter and Aunt May. Yeah, because Aunt May is trying to rent some um, room to, the, to some college students, you know, to help with room and board to help pay the rent. And then we see Peter here using a trap door for when he has to be Spider-Man, showing it to them. And Angelica, of course, comes right up, <laughs> right off from underneath the ground. And there we see Stark International. And we see the Beetle. And he sees the the limo taking Tony Stark. And he's got the power booster. Yeah, he's got the power booster um, electronic device to his stomach. And there's the Beetle right on top. And, oh, the Beetle pulls apart the roof of the car. And, of course, he gets carried away there. There we see Tony there. <laughs> you know, up there in the sky. And uh, little does uh, the, the 
we don't know that um, Stark's got the power booster strapped to his stomach. And then, of course, um, the Spidey friends hear about it right there, about the power booster, and they hear about it on the news. And they see Tony Stark there flying in, you know, due to the, to the beetle there. And then, of course, uh, as they leave, uh, Aunt May tries to bring them lemonade and they all disappear. There we see the antenna gets moved and there goes the f Spidey friends. <laughs> yeah, I like it when Angelica goes, see Spidey, I told you you're smarter than he looks. And Iceman goes, yeah, I am smarter than I, and then he goes, hey. <laughs> yeah, there was always a little tension there between uh, Angelica, um, Bobby, and Spider-Man. You know, like a little bit of a love triangle. And um, though, um, but of course, uh, Iceman in a further episode, you know, he says that you know he he loves Angelica, but uh, you know he says, well, fire and ice don't mix, so they're not really a couple uh, per se. So I guess all three of them are platonic friends. <laughs> and we see the beetle here go away there with the power booster. Spider-Man catches Tony Stark. <laughs> I like when he says that. He goes, hi, remember me? <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man always had the, had the best sense of humor. You know, he always comes up with the best jokes. And, and of course, Tony Stark, you know, he says, like, you know, this is the second time you, you've um, saved my life and he's going to offer, you know, his help and he won't take no for an answer. And then, of course, from Stark Industries, you see here, Spider-Man pulls the... Post a little trophy, and then we see the room transform into headquarters with computers and stuff. <laughs> and of course, um, the biggest mystery is, of course, is how they managed to get all that stuff without Aunt May knowing it. But um, but of course, at the end of the day, it's only a cartoon, and you know you have to suspend disbelief. And then, of course, they tend to put this to work here and using the, you know, using the, the computer and stuff. And there actually was a short-lived um, Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends series, I mean, Amazing Friends uh, comic book afterwards. Uh, there was actually two, uh, but they didn't last pretty long. And uh, I would have loved to see, like... Um, you know, it lasts a long time. I, I never read them, but I read about it on Wikipedia. As we see the beetle there attacking Stark International. Yep. And of course, um, you know, of course, 
the computer tracks uh, the Beatles um, uh, power booster there. Hmm. Of course, the computer is uh, getting blocked out. And Peter goes to try to tune him in here. And they all go uh, looking for the beetle there. And uh, Frank Welker, you know, uh, he's just an amazing uh, voice actor. And uh, he would also go on to play uh, Soundwave and many other Transformer uh, cartoon series and animated movies as well. Yeah, he was actually in the first uh, Transformers uh, animation film as well. And of course, we see Angelica there looking for the beetle at the United Nations building, and he can't find him. And Spider-Man there notices the, um, the vacuum cleaner that's interfering with the computer. Uses his spider powers. And unplugs the vacuum. <laughs> Slick little move there by Peter. Unbeknownst to Aunt May. Gets the computer working and now locates the Beatle. It's in Stark International. <laughs> and then, of course, they are all now gonna work together to take down the beetle <laughs> They're right there at the Stark building and now the building is starting to catch on fire <laughs> and Iceman he goes where's the Iron Man he's supposed to protect this place and then we go out and we see that Iron Man and is actually uh, out in outer space. You know, going on a secret mission here. Well, so we do see Tony Stark here in the uh, Iron Man costume, but, uh, you know, but uh, that's only a cameo appearance there. We only see it one time, and most of the episode we see him as his, um, you know, as his true self, as uh, Tony Stark. You see Firestar throwing a fireball right there. And of course, uh, the booster doesn't affect, you know, yeah, it doesn't affect um, beat the beetle. And of course, uh, Firestar throws a much bigger one. Doesn't affect the beetle. And the beetle starts shooting. Firestar starts to fall, saves herself. She goes, Spidey, we got problems. And Iceman, trying to use the ice, freezes him. And then the beetle breaks it. And shoots at the Iceman. Yeah, that's why he makes a joke. He says, crushed ice is great, but crushed friend is awful. And Spidey and uh, Firestar 
try to go at the beetle again. As we see the beetle again trying to destroy the building, Firestar applies the ice right there to the booster in the middle. Yep, making it expand because of the heat. And now Spider-Man takes the booster due to his um, web. And now the beetle gets the costume gets destroyed due to Firestar's fire. Falls down and he's arrested. Yep, and the policemen take him to jail. And Iceman uses the old Humphrey Bogart line from Casablanca. Here's looking at you, kid. <laughs> and then we see the Spidey friends go off in victory. Another great episode here. Love it. It's an all-time classic. And I uh, highly recommend that you all watch it on uh, Disney+. Plus, Or you can find the other episodes on YouTube. And uh, I don't think they've been released on DVD. Yeah, they have not been released on DVD or Blu-ray yet, unfortunately. And uh, that's something I would love to see one day. And that will do it for Enter the Batcave. Next week, I will be doing another episode. This time, it is a, a graphic novel review. And I'll be doing a review of The Incredible... Hulk, yep, the first story of The Incredible Hulk, issue number one. So make sure you all tune in for that. And also tomorrow on Matt's World, Mental Health Monday, I'll be talking about how music affects your mental health. Thank you all very much. I hope you all enjoyed it. And until then, peace out.